Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those men swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauly on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. On a Monday, we do welcome you into a new uh, edition of a Great Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Coming your way tonight. From Humphreys Restaurant and Tavern, we are uh, right off the SLU campus. Uh, you can find us at 3700 at Avenue. If you are uh, looking for a place to watch the college football playoff national championship game, this is the place to be. There are still some tables available, although uh, it continues to uh, fill up. I'll be honest with you, I had never uh, come here before. This is a really cool place. I know uh, people connected to SLU. There's a, this is a uh, historic bar when you think about uh, what it, who's everything that goes along here. So uh, fun to be here, and uh, we are generally going to be here following the coaches shows uh, on Monday nights here on KMOX. So uh, Coach Ford and uh, some weeks it'll be Coach Tillett. They'll have you from uh, 6 o'clock to uh, 7 o'clock with either uh, Bob Ramsey or Tom Ackerman. And then uh, I will be uh, coming your way from uh, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. We've got a lot to get to on the program this evening. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling, texting, or tweeting. If you want to call or text, the phone number is 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Um, Cardinals made some news today, and it was I think it's very notable for the organization. It's something that had been uh, reported quite some time ago. Peter Gammons was the first person to uh, mention it a couple months ago, and there had been some things that had been happening with the organization that made you think, okay, maybe this has already happened, and now it was officially announced today that uh, Haim Bloom has been hired. He is going to serve as an advisor to Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak. Now, if you're not familiar with Bloom, where he's been, what he has done. He spent the last uh, four years working as the chief baseball officer 
for the Boston Red Sox. So he had the five, he was essentially the John Mosellock of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, he was relieved of those duties following uh, this past season. Prior to that, and what got him the job with Boston was 15 really, really good years working inside of the Tampa Bay Rays baseball operations department. He spent the final three years there as the senior vice president of baseball operations before he moved on to the Red Sox. Uh, there's a few things here that I think are, are really notable. And actually, I, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on them um, and, and where you feel, how you feel about somebody from outside the organization coming in and, and certainly having a voice in the organization. So if you want to call, text, or tweet, you can do so. Again, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or you can uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, First off, it's notable because the Cardinals have not really been an organization that have brought in a lot of people from outside. You think about the Cardinal way, you think about the amount of success that this organization has had. Bluntly, it's been other organizations coming in and taking players from St. Louis, taking uh, individuals from St. Louis, as opposed to... Uh, the Cardinals going out and bringing people in from other organizations. When you have a season like you had last year, at that point, you're kind of reassessing everything that you do, and they haven't hidden that either. Uh, we talked with John Mozalock at the winter meetings, and he very openly said, especially when it comes to the way the team is developing pitching, that they have been looking inward and trying to decide what they want to do moving forward and what kind of tweaks they want to make. Uh, we live in a world right now where swing and miss is worth more than it's ever been worth before. We're also uh, living in a world right now where there were some tweaks uh, to the rules where uh, – Pitching to contact isn't always um, something that you want to do because you're not able to shift and things like that that you had uh, previously done. So uh, the Cardinals are, are, are moving along and they're learning. They're an organization that had been a pitch-to-contact kind of organization, and they're shifting away from that like the rest of the industry, uh, and, and rightfully so. That is certainly something that you want to be doing. So you move away from some of these things that have been a big part of what this organization has been about just to kind of keep up with the times of baseball, and you bring in some outside voices. And honestly, I can't think of a better outside voice to bring in than somebody like a Haim Bloom. And when you think about what the Cardinals have already done this offseason, they brought in two pitchers from the Red Sox organization, one via trade on the Tyler O'Neill deal, the other was in the Rule 5 draft, and then the, what we talked about a lot on Friday was their trade of Richie Palacios to the Rays in exchange for, uh, for Kittredge. So the three relief pitchers that have been brought into the organization are all connected to Bloom. So that would probably indicate to you that he has already been doing some work for the organization, even though the official release did come out today. John Mosellox told uh, multiple uh, media folks, uh, I, I saw Katie Wu mention it, I saw John Denton mention it, uh, that this is going to be a part-time job. And I think we're going to learn more and more about what it really looks like. He's not going to relocate to St. Louis. He is still going to be based out of Boston. He's going to be down at spring training. We'll see how often he comes into St. Louis. But he's obviously going to have a voice in this organization. And I think that is something that is an important thing for this organization to have. I, I think the world of the way the Tampa Bay Rays go about 
almost everything that they do. The only issue I have with the Rays, and they have to do it for financial reasons, is they, they put all this work into developing players, and finally these players get close to free agency, and they know that they're not going to have the money to be able to retain them, and they end up going out and they trade them for financial reasons. That's my only issue that I take with the way Rays do things. I'd like them to spend a little bit more money and keep some of their uh, talent in place. Outside of that, you look at what the Rays do, and, and it's almost perfect, uh, especially when it comes to developing talent, developing pitching, all these things that the Cardinals probably would like to do a little bit better. So I, I think this is good for the organization. I think this is very good uh, for the organization that they bring in someone like Bloom uh, with his skill set and, and somebody who, when when these internal conversations, I keep talking about this, it feels like in many ways the Cardinals are at a crossroads. And while next season they have done things like signing a Sonny Gray, signing a Kyle Gibson, signing a Lance Lynn, in many ways those are band-aids to put on the team to try to make them as competitive as possible next season. But if this team wants to uh, continue to play at the highest level and compete at the highest level and be in contention for World Series, it is very important that they are developing high-end pitching. And they have not done that especially well here recently. So as they internally look at everything that they've doing, I mentioned just a moment ago how John Mozalak has, has openly stated the fact that they, they are looking at the way that they go about pitching development and so forth. As they are having these conversations, as they are looking internally, I am glad that they have somebody like a high in bloom there to sit there and, and give his thoughts because if they can do some of the things and adapt some of the things that were being done in Tampa, that's going to take this organization very, very far. Now, we can't run away from the fact that his tenure in Boston was not especially good. Uh, the trades and the moves that they made didn't really work. They did not get uh, especially better. Uh, the Mookie Betts deal is the deal that a lot of people look at, and he didn't stop that from happening. We don't really know how involved he was in that. A lot of those type of moves are, are coming more from ownership than anywhere else. But if I'm going to sit here and sing the praises of Bloom based off his work of what he did with the Rays, we can't run away from the fact that the Red Sox were not an overly competitive team over the last four years during his leadership. They were not a team uh, that reached expectations, and uh, they were a team that after uh, this past season, they made the decision to uh, to move on from Bloom. I'm uh, honestly, and, and maybe I'm just a, a glass, you know, half full kind of guy. I, I'm not overly worried about what happened in Boston. Boston is a weird place, and right now he's not running the the overall baseball operation for the Cardinals. He's somebody that can uh, pass along his thoughts on things. Now. A lot of people are already talking about this, and, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, John Mozalock is likely not to be in his position after his current deal runs out. He signed uh, a three-year extension last year. And just based off things he said, it really feels like that at the end of this contract, he's going to move on from something else. That's going to be a highly coveted position and having somebody like Bloom in the organization. And there are certainly other people internally that would be looked at, uh, whether it's Randy Flores, whether it's a Mike Gersh, these kind of guys. Uh, but Bloom coming into the organization when it feels like the tenure of a John Mosellock is going to be ending here in the next couple of years, uh, that is something to keep in the back of your mind, but that doesn't really impact things here at the moment. 
That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I mentioned the fact that the Cardinals maybe are not doing a great job when it comes to developing high-end pitching. Well, there was actually something that came out today that would completely disagree with that. Maybe not the high-end part, but uh, certainly uh, that the Cardinals are doing a good job developing pitching. We'll pass that along coming up in just a moment. We are live from Humphreys Bar uh, just off the SLU campus. We're keeping the updated on what's going on with the college football playoff national championship game. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We are broadcasting live tonight from Humphreys. We're watching the college football playoff national championship game where Michigan has jumped down to a 14-3 lead against Washington. Listen to this. Donovan Edwards, this is his line right now for Michigan. Two carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. He has been handed the ball twice. The first time he ran it 41 yards for a touchdown. He was then handed the ball a second time, and he ran it 46 yards for a touchdown. He's got a full day's work, and there is still uh, 2.23 to go in the first quarter. We'll continue to keep you updated on that. Uh, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the uh, Cardinals hiring Haim Bloom. He is going to serve as an advisor to Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak. And just a uh, shameless plug, by the way, if you want to hear more about that, Kevin Wheeler and I had a conversation about it that we put out as a uh, CardsCast Instant Reaction podcast. If you ever want to get that, that's part of the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed 
All you do is uh, head to uh, KMOX.com. There's then a uh, podcast menu. You put your mouse on top of that, and uh, you scroll over to uh, Cardinals Conversations. And, uh, yeah, we spent uh, about 10 minutes today, Wheels and I, talking about uh, Heim Bloom and the impact that he might have on the Cardinals. So uh, feel free to check that out uh, in your free time. Before the Bloom news, what I really wanted to spend most of the day, uh, well, most of the time talking about here on the program today was something that came out from Baseball America, and I found this to be very interesting. And, and it's, bluntly, it surprised me because, just like so many other people, I've talked about the fact that the Cardinals have not done an especially good job of developing pitching. And if you talk to the folks at Baseball America. Maybe I am not being completely fair when it comes to that. And uh, we're going to have J.J. Cooper from Baseball America on coming up uh, later on this week to more dive into this. So this is just going to be a a cursory bit of of information. Uh, But uh, Baseball America did a deep dive on which organizations were best at identifying, signing, and developing pitching. Now, um, they they started from 2012. So this does if if you were going to do this from 2020 on, then it's probably going to look a little bit different, and the Cardinals won't rank quite as high. But the Cardinals are number one on that list, which is certainly a surprise, and they're number one by a lot, by the way. Uh, number two on the list is San Diego, uh, Toronto, and Kansas City coming in behind that. But the Cardinals are way ahead of every other team in baseball since 2012, again, when it comes to identifying, signing, and developing pitching. It's a draft study that looks at cumulative stats. So it's not all about players who stuck around with the Cardinals long-term. That is an important part of this uh, because the, the players that the card, that was uh, mentioned uh, most recently uh, is the fact that our players like Michael Waka. Marco Gonzalez, Jack Flaherty, Luke Weaver, Austin Gomber, Jordan Hicks, Ryan Helsley, Zach Gallen, and Dakota Hudson. I go through all those names. Ryan Helsley is still around, but that's just about it. Everybody else has uh, has moved on. There's just a single frontline starter in there as well when it comes to uh, Zach Gallen, but there's a lot of reliable starters and uh, a solid bullpen as well. So the point of this is maybe... The Cardinals have done a little bit better of a job uh, than than we have given them credit for, myself included. But at the same time, a lot of these individuals, you know, how much would they love to have a Zach Gallen? Uh, you know, what what would have it looked like if Jack Flaherty had not dealt with injuries throughout his career? And now he has moved on uh, to to another team, obviously after leaving the Cardinals last season. I just I, I found this very interesting and. Look, sometimes we get into these numbers and we look at these things from Baseball America and and bluntly, it's it's tough for just... I'm not the smartest person in the world. Read through some of these things, uh, some of these things, and uh, it, it's hard to kind of go through all the numbers and all the information that's being used to come up with the information. But that's... Folks at Baseball America are really, really good at, uh, at doing that. Uh, it mentions that the fact the Cardinals, uh, with 6,998 innings, the Cardinals have drafted and signed 1,300 more innings than any other team. They have 279 more starts than any other team, and they have 94 more wins than any other team. Now, you're going to have more starts. You're going to have more wins when you're talking about drafting uh, for those 
you know the 1,300 more innings than any other team. But it is notable uh, what has been uh, what has been produced from the Cardinals when they've uh, gone about drafting, developing, signing, cultivating pitching, and maybe the information out there doesn't go along with what it looks like. At the same time, I'll go back to what I've been saying over and over. You watch this team, you realize that when it comes to homegrown talent, they are not producing right now at a super high level. Uh, the, the one individual that you really look at as being able to have a huge impact on this organization is Ryan Helsley. If he can stay healthy, if he can pitch more like he did in, in the final month of the season, they need more of that. They need more guys who pitch with velocity. They need more guys that create swing and miss. They need all of that. And uh, if, if Baseball America were to do this exact same study 10 years from now, and instead of doing it from you know 2012 to present, doing it from 2022 to present, what is it going to look like? Because obviously the game has changed. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, the fact that uh, the with the way the rules are, are different, with the way that you can't shift, you need to do things differently. And it feels like the Cardinals are kind of uh, at this crossroads. So it's it's kind of connected to what's going on with the Cardinals bringing in a high in bloom. As a uh, as as an assistant to, to John Mozeliak, it also shows that sometimes the way you feel about things might not be completely true. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. If you want to call or text, when we come back, uh, we are going to be joined by a guest as uh, we are set to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the Battle Hawks and the XFL as they are going to be getting back underway. We learned officially that they would be part of the new UFL. And this has been a good time for St. Louis because every single time folks have talked about this new league, uh, they have mentioned St. Louis as being the blueprint for other uh, teams to, uh, to look at. So we're going to talk with uh, Mike Mitchell. He covers uh, the UFL for uh, Sports Illustrated. He is set to join us in just a moment. We are broadcasting live. It's Graybar Sports Open Line, and we are coming your way from Humphreys, uh, right down from the SLU campus. And we're back with more in a moment here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Our sports open line continues right here on KMOX. We are broadcasting live from Humphreys Bar. We'll generally be here on Monday nights, so the Bill and Coaches Show 
comes your way from uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock with either uh, Coach Ford or Coach Tillett. And uh, then we'll do a uh, sports open line here from uh, 7 o'clock to uh, 8 o'clock. Would love for you to come by. Great crowd here watching the college football playoff national championship game. Right now a 14-3 lead for Michigan, and they are threatening once again. Well, we recently learned that uh, the XFL is now the UFL. That's going to be the combination of the XFL and the USFL. But the Battlehawks, they are not going anywhere. We're happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line right now and welcome back onto the program someone who uh, covers now the UFL for Sports Illustrated. He is Mike Mitchell. You follow him on Twitter at ByMikeMitchell. Mike, thanks so much for uh, taking a, a few moments with us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Matt, for having me on. Yeah, so um, I guess first and foremost, what was your initial reaction to the way that the XFL and USFL came together, the markets that they chose, the, the, the league name, just overall everything that has happened this offseason leading into another year? You know, I, I think it's, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show right now, but I think the reason why this is happening, one of the biggest reasons is because of the success of the St. Louis Battlehawks. If you believe in this concept and if you believe in the potential of this concept, then the team that gives you the city that gives you the most hope is the St. Louis and the Battlehawks. I think, you know, both sides, Fox and Redbird Capital, the ownership group for the XFL, Fox, of course, Eric Shanks with the USFL, um, they've tried to raise investment money over over $200 million. They haven't been very successful on that front. Both leagues have done okay. They've been in survival mode. Um, but they're looking to thrive. So I think they see this merger, this marriage between the two uh, leadership groups as a way for this league to thrive. And they want the entire totality of the league to thrive the way the Battlehawks have. Um, so, I mean... Uh, and you can see it, Donald Johnson, who's the, um, the director of football operations for the, now the United Football League, you know, he's, he's been touting St. Louis as one of the things where he wants the USFL teams, which unfortunately did not have great attendance, um, you know, for them to have that same kind of energy, that kind of, uh, that kind of potential for growth and popularity. So I, I think it's fascinating that we've come to this point. My feeling on it, and from talking to people inside both leagues, is that both these leagues separately probably had a year or two more in them. And if they didn't get to the point where they started to see success from a financial standpoint, that they might have closed up shop. I think this buys them time. They've condensed the teams of the leagues. They're fascinating dispersal draft that just took place. Um, so uh, the quality of play should be very good because you see the 16 teams in this space have now become eight. Um, and so I, I think this is fascinating that both these uh, groups, a great cachet behind them, good backing, Fox, you saw on Fox NFL Sunday, plenty of UFL commercials in-game and during the commercials, obviously. So um, I, I think there's potential here for this to work. If it doesn't work with this group, it might not with anyone else. What's more important for the league, it becoming – a legit television property where a lot of people are watching games and they're able to sell commercials and have high ad rates, or is it, uh, and both these things are more are, are important, I realize, but, or is it finding more markets like St. Louis where you are getting good attendance, where you are getting buy-in, where it is really a big thing? I think the latter is very important, obviously. You want, you want, to, you want to have that in all your markets. They, you know, these leagues, you know, it's a business. 
there are revenue markers in place. You want to sell merchandise. You want to sell tickets. You want to have be able to sell ads. I think they all factor in to the overall pie there. And I think, um, you know, I think a big factor here is getting the buy-in. Right now, both the USFL and XFL, they have a decent, respectable niche audience. But I think where they've struggled a bit is convincing the mainstream sports crowd, the mainstream football fan, which is watching tonight's national championship game, uh, a select group of those people to sample these leagues to give them a shot. And I think they're hoping that over time, they're never going to match the popularity of you know, obviously, the almighty NFL, college football, and all that. They're hoping that more of those fans, because right now the fans that watch these are the people that are invested locally in St. Louis, et cetera, D.C., and the people who are diehard football fans watch these leagues. I love the draft, love college football, know the ins and outs of every roster in the NFL, and college football. So they need to appeal to more of the mainstream in order to create more significant uh, revenue streams. What do you you mentioned if it doesn't work with this group, it, it may never work in terms of spring football. What is your level of confidence that this group with the with the ownership, with the big names, with the media partners, and, and now with these two leagues coming together and kind of taking the best of each side, do you think that they are built for long-term success? I think so. I, I like the fact that the league has a friendly relationship with the NFL. I, you know, obviously one of the end game goals here, besides getting team owners, we'll see what happens on that front because that would be important for the for the league to be able to sell off the teams, the team owners who can help cover the bills. But but the way I look at it with this whole thing is that you know the the, the goal here for them is to to try and they have an opportunity here to try to utilize and leverage their networks and their promotional power to get the word out, to get attention for the league. So having Fox, ABC, ESPN, Disney, all that working together to promote the league, it's going to come down to, you know, I understand they've cut a lot of corners and they're condensing things, to, you know, to, to, to save money and to be uh, fiscally responsible. But, but they're going to have to use their promotional vehicles to get the word out about these leagues because, you know, in St. Louis, everybody knows about the XFL and now, of course, the UFL. But, you know, you, you know, the big goal, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, is to, to get more of the mainstream crowd to be aware of you, to get on the radar, on the sports radar. Were you surprised by any of the markets that were left out of the inaugural UFL group? Not really, and I think on the USFL side, you could see directly. I mean, there have been talks that Memphis could be close to Memphis showboats on the USFL side could be close to having an actual team owner, which would be big for the league. You see that the three USFL teams that were retained, I know the gamblers, players, and coaches have been retained, but the Roughnecks and Brand remain. But you see the three that were kept, Birmingham, Memphis, the Michigan Panthers, they all play in their home cities. They all play in their market. So I think the overall the league thinks there's growth potential in those three markets. St. Louis, D.C., no surprise with those two uh, as far as the XFL retain, retain, uh, teams that were retained, um, I wasn't surprised at all, you know, that Seattle and a few other different markets were not a part of this mix. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think if you're weighing it, weighing it uh, in terms of popularity and potential long-term growth, Orlando, Vegas, it just didn't work out last year. 
Do you think there's ever going to be an official relationship between this league and the NFL? Yeah, there, there's kind of an unofficial relationship now. Obviously, the league has been heavily in contact with you know, Mike Pereira, Dean Blendino. You know, they communicate all the time with the officials in the NFL. And, you know, Troy Vincent's a big part of, of this. He's very close with the uh, XFL, now UFL leadership. So, And I do think that a lot of the rules that you see in the league and the transparency and the innovation in the league, I think this, these are things that the NFL is considering and that could very well implement into their own league. We'll see what happens with the unique kickoff and everything else but uh, and the hybrid of the rules that are going to be in this UFL. But I do think – I don't think uh, – the ideal thing would be if the NFL bought in completely and helped out financially. I don't think they're going to go there. But I do think there's a loose working relationship between both sides. There's a friendly relationship between both sides because – UFL is beneficial to the entire football landscape, so um, and it can benefit the NFL. So I think there is definitely a friendly partnership there. It, it just and you know it, this probably doesn't apply to St. Louis because of what St. Louis is able to draw in, but you alluded to it, you know, that maybe they had a couple more years of capital. We're not hearing that these leagues are, are making money and they're doing things to try to, uh, you know, having the central workout site down in Texas and, and things like that, obviously what the USFL did and playing some of those, so many of their games in, in just a couple markets. But it, it continues to feel like it's a, it's a really tough hill to climb to get to a point where a spring football league can be actually making money. Yeah, they they figured out, and I agree with you on that. You know, the USFL figured out a very good survival model. Because right? leagues in the past have gotten in the red so quickly and gone out of business so quickly because they've been in over their head. They didn't realize how expensive running a pro football league is. So the XFL and the USFL, they, they have similar financial models. And, they you know, they save money on travel. They save money, you know, with the hubs, the centralized locations for training, et cetera. As far as, you know, it's a you get what you put in kind of deal. So I think what they're doing is they're, you know, their strategy is let's crawl first and then walk and then run. And that's something the USFL mantra has been for the last, but at some point you've got to get to the position where you can start running. I think they think this merger is going to be the best of both worlds. They've eliminated, ironically, eliminated the competition by joining together. So um, so there'll be one central focus there. There'll be the one premier destination for non-NFL football players to go to if they want to stay in the United States and then play an NFL-style game. And so they, both leagues were very successful last year. Nearly 120 players signed NFL contracts after the 2023 XFL and USFL season ended. So there's a, a need for this, and there's a value to it. And no question about the quality that's going to be out there from a broadcast standpoint. Even from a football standpoint, and it's just now, can you get that audience buy-in um, uh, that, you, that you need for this to go from surviving to thriving? Last thing for you, they, uh, the league uh, calendar will look different from an XFL standpoint. Uh, when, when the two leagues existed, they ran on different calendars, and now the, the combined league is going to start in March, so it's going to be a little bit later. The weather probably should be uh, a little bit better in a number of markets, including here in St. Louis. Do you like the calendar that they went with? I do. From a player aspect, if you're looking at it for players getting into the NFL, 
you know, and this was a little bit of a problem for the USFL. Although they killed them, but this the this season ending in the middle of June uh, gives players a little bit less time to latch on to NFL teams and to make an impression when they do get to NFL teams. As far as weather goes, I think it's fine. The problem is, no matter when, no matter when you schedule these leagues or when the season is, you're always going to run into other competition. So if you're starting up in February or March, people talk about March Madness and all that. And, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, there's no getting around that, um, no matter where you schedule it. So I think it's like a compromise. And a lot of this stuff during the merger is a compromise. I think the late March start up until June, I think, is a compromise. The USFL was ending their seasons in July, the XFL in May. So kind of there in between they went on that one there. I think it's fine. I think the calendar is fine. How they schedule the games and, most importantly, um, when they schedule the games. So, they have ABC, they have Fox. I think as many games as possible being on those big networks rather than infrequent time frames, uh, middle of the week, you know, late night games on FX, uh, those, that could hurt the product's viability and visibility. He is Mike Mitchell. He covers uh, the UFL for Sports Illustrated. You follow him on Twitter at ByMikeMitchell. Mike, thanks so much for taking some time, especially right in the middle of the college football playoff national championship game. I know it's not much of a game right now, uh, but you uh, taking some time. We uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, it could be Jim Harbaugh's one, so uh, we'll see. He's going out on a good note if it keeps up this way. Yeah. All right, thanks for having me, huh? You bet, Mike. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time. We'll see whether or not Harbaugh is headed back to uh, the NFL or not. There's been a lot of talk about that. Right now, Michigan is leading by a 17-3 score. There's about nine and a half minutes to go in the first half. It, it was interesting watching what was going on. I, I always put the disclaimer out there, I'm not a sports gambling guy. Not a sports gambling guy at all, but I always enjoy looking at what the trends are saying. And, and generally, I kind of agree with them. It was so odd because um, all the money was coming in on Washington, and I just didn't get it. In fact, I, I saw something from one of the big uh, sports books managers saying that Las Vegas really needs Michigan to win this game or they're going to take a bath because all the money was coming in on, on Washington, at least Washington covering. And I don't know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I just didn't see it. I, I, I thought clearly Michigan was a better team, and there's still a lot of football left today, and we'll see what happens. We've seen teams come back for more than this before, but uh, right now it certainly is all Michigan. We are uh, broadcasting uh, live from Humphreys. Uh, we had the uh, Bill and Coaches Show. Uh, Bob Ramsey, Coach uh, Ford, they were uh, doing that from uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. I've got one more segment here on Gray Bar Sports Open Line, so we'll do that. i have more in just a moment right here on KMOX. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a couple minutes left on this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley coming your way from Humphreys Bar just uh, near the uh, SLU campus. We are going to be here on Monday nights for the foreseeable future. The Billikens Coaches Show comes your way from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and then we'll do this from uh, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. We've got a short show coming up tomorrow night. We'll have SLU Women's Basketball right here on KMOX. They are going to play host to uh, St. Joseph's over at uh, Chaffetz Arena, and uh, our coverage is set to begin at 6.45 with a 7 o'clock tip-off, so that means we'll have just a 45-minute uh, program coming up tomorrow. Wanted to mention a couple other things to you real quickly before uh, we do get out of here for the day. Uh, Chiefs football coming up on Saturday. They are going to take on the Dolphins. That game is not going to be televised on 
quote-unquote normal television. It is going to be an exclusive Peacock game. And I know, having done this show and talked to many Cardinal fans, when a Cardinals game ends up on Peacock on a Sunday morning or on Apple TV on a Friday night, how people get so upset about that. Well, the Chiefs are going to be uh, on Peacock. And this uh, NBC is paying tons and tons and tons of money to be able to have this one game on Peacock where it's going to cost you six bucks or so to sign up for Peacock for a month. I don't know if they have, a, they may have a one week free trial. I, I don't know. Uh, but if you want to watch that game, you have to subscribe to the Peacock service. Luckily for you, we've got KMOX and you are going to be able to uh, listen to that. But uh, just uh, more of these things are going to happen. I know there's a lot of people get upset by it. You might as well get used to it. More and more streaming is uh, is going to be. Uh, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I read something earlier today that the uh, the WWE and their Monday show is likely to end up on Amazon. So if you're a wrestling fan and, and you want to watch that, you're probably going to have to have an Amazon Prime account. So that's just the the world that we are uh, that we're living in. Also, want to remind you about the uh, Oliver Marmel Unplugged event that's going to be going on Thursday, January 18th at uh, Tapawingo National Golf Club. We continue to have tickets available. This is not going to be something that's going to air on the radio. It's going to be uh, just a very intimate conversation with Oliver Marmel. And if you're interested in that, head to KMOX.com slash events. Tickets are moving along pretty good. So this is going to be your one opportunity to uh, to do this. It's a cool event that Tom Ackerman is going to be hosting. Thanks to the folks out here at Humphreys for hosting us and hosting the Bill and Coaches Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 o'clock for another sports open line here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.